Oh, hey, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers again. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. I'm wearing purple and feel gross, grossy. And today, yeah, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers again. And uh, I didn't think we were going to because we did a video yesterday saying that how he was officially holding out. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that, that's it. We're not going to really talk about it until either he resigns, he shows up at training camp, or he doesn't. But James Jones went on. Colin Cowherd's show, which, by the way, I actually watched over four minutes of his show for you, okay? I did a lot of research today, did a lot of digging, looking at past press conferences, digging up old articles from years ago, but the worst that I did was I actually set my eyes and ears on Colin Cowherd's show. So, I'm not saying I need a thank you, but just understand, I've been through the ringer today. But James Jones was on Colin Cowherd's show today, and what he said was decently enlightening. And when that clip was retweeted, the main headline was that James Jones was still optimistic that it could be fixed and that it was going to be worked out, echoing a lot of what other teammates have said, thinking that, hey, you know, there can be a coming together and eventually this could be resolved. And one of the themes that popped up in this conversation was something that we mentioned in one of the earlier videos about Aaron Rodgers, about how Aaron Rodgers has seen a lot of people come and go from Green Bay. And that turned out to be the focal point of that entire conversation. Because when James Jones was asked, like, what Rodgers' number one gripe with the team was, James Jones was like, yeah, I'm not going to reveal that. That's a private conversation. However, he kind of reiterated a point and explained that, once again, this wasn't about Jordan Love and instead was about guys who have left the Green Bay Packers. So it wasn't about guys that the organization brought in. It was guys that they allowed to walk away or forcibly forced out. So much of the media has been focusing on the 2020 NFL draft and bringing in Jordan Love. And I still think there's part of it there. Aaron Rodgers went on his ESPN interview a few weeks ago and said it wasn't about Jordan Love, and I have no doubt that there's no animosity between the two individuals. Hell, even Jordan Love came out today in his press conference basically saying, hey, like, Rodgers and I just talked a week before I got to Green Bay. So I'm sure that they are civil towards one another. But a lot of the media was focused on like, oh, Aaron Rodgers has no input and all that great stuff. You know, compared to Tom Brady and how uh, that article broke about how Bruce Arians went to Tom Brady and was like, hey, scout some wide receivers, which I think that story was a little overblown because they said that Brady likes big, fast targets and they didn't get a really big wide receiver in the draft, but that's neither here nor there. So instead of focusing on the guys that the Packers were bringing in, this conversation was really a focus on the guys that Green Bay forced out or let walk away. Because James Jones made it a point to say that many people who played in Green Bay left Green Bay and went on to play good football. He name-dropped Jordy Nelson a whole bunch, and we all know the relationship that Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers had. He said that Jordy and Aaron could finish each other's sentences, and just because there was a wide receiver that was faster didn't mean that he was going to be more important to the team and make them more successful as a whole. He also went on to say that it's not all about stats. It's about the locker room presence as well and what they do for that culture. So this really ties into that ESPN interview in which Aaron Rodgers was talking about how it was a culture thing and also 
all about the people, as he said that 700 times during that interview. And besides Jordy Nelson, James Jones also name-dropped Julius Peppers, Charles Woodson, guys that contributed well to the team, and the Packers let them walk away. Now, making the focus about Jordy Nelson for a hot second, in 2017, obviously Aaron Rodgers got injured, and he didn't play the majority of the season after Anthony Barr broke his collarbone, and so Jordy Nelson's stats took a bit of a nosedive with Brent Huntley throwing to him. So after the 2017 season, Goody had a pretty tough decision to make because Jordy Nelson was entering the final year of his contract where he was set to make over $9 million. You had Randall Cobb who was making over $10 million and they just extended Devontae Adams and gave him a whole bunch of money. And so, I mean, I remember doing a video about this years ago that there was no way that we were going to be able to keep all three wide receivers. Now, Jordy Nelson was willing to take a pay cut. However, the Packers really lowballed him on an offer and he'd basically be getting the veteran minimum. He wound up taking a pay cut and going to the Raiders with a cap hit of about $9.1 million. And there he had 63 receptions for over 750 yards and three touchdowns. So while he didn't light up the field like he did with Aaron Rodgers, Obviously, he had some game left in him. However, the Raiders decided to terminate his contract early, and that's when Jordy Nelson decided to retire. And on the decision to release Jordy Nelson, Goody said the following, I think Jordy is a really good player, and you certainly don't want to let him walk out the door. But this is a big puzzle, and there's limitations. You can't keep everybody. As we went through this, we thought this was in our best interest, the best interest for our team moving forward. Cutting Jordy Nelson wound up saving the Packers $10.2 million in cap space, and as I already said, when he went to Oakland, he didn't do terribly, but definitely wasn't putting up the numbers that he was with Rodgers. Now, of course, for the 2018 season, the Packers struggled, and they did not make the playoffs for the second year in a row. And when Jordy Nelson was asked about this in August of 2020, he said the following, I think Rodgers knew deep down that if there was an opportunity right after Oakland, I probably would have come back. But obviously, it's not up to us. I don't know how serious they got just because there's only so much control that we had over it. There's other people in the organization who make those decisions, make that decision on who's on the team and who's not. So I wasn't going to dive into a hardcore conversation unless I knew there was a chance to come back. And when Jordy Nelson was asked if he thought that he could help the Packers, he said, I definitely think I could have helped them and I don't know what kind of player I'd be if I sat here and said, no, I wouldn't have been able to help them. I think the track record between Aaron and I, I think we would have been productive no matter what year it would have been. We proved it over the time, year in and year out. We were both very productive and until proven otherwise, I would say yes, I would have been able to. So Aaron Rodgers was upset that Jordy Nelson was kind of given the boot. He was willing to take a pay cut, but of According to the Packers, not enough of a pay cut that it would have made financial sense. As Goody said, he just thought this was in the team's best interest. And you see this happen with a number of different players and the way that the Packers front office kind of handles their departure. Look at Clay Matthews, for example. Clay Matthews is a really great example of this and how he perceived he was treated by the Packers on his way out. Matthews was released after the 2018 season, and even though he played in 16 games, he had suffered with injuries and definitely wasn't as effective. He had one forced fumble that year, three and a half sacks, and 29 solo tackles. In addition, the Packers went out and signed Preston and Zadarius Smith, both outside linebackers, and so they seemed that Clay Matthews really didn't fit in this picture. And in 2019, when Clay Matthews was interviewed, he said the following, People say you chose to go to L.A., they, the Green Bay Packers, told me there was no room for me. Matthew says he was even willing to take a pay cut to stay in Green Bay. I was kind of taken aback because I thought I'd always be back there, whether it was at a cheaper price or not, Matthew said. So that was kind of a shock because my family stayed out there and had our third child in the offseason and I was hanging in town, training there and everything. And yeah, that was kind of a surprise to me because I just figured I would be out there a few more years. 
So Clay Matthews wound up signing with the Rams, in which he stayed there for a year, and then his contract was not picked up after that following year, and he was released, and he hasn't played football since. So you have another example of a guy who's willing to take a pay cut, is definitely involved with the culture in Green Bay, but is unceremoniously removed from the picture, and Goody's just like, yeah, we're going to move on from you. We've got two other guys from free agency. Let's go for it. Of course, what's also come up in this story is about Jay Kumro, and you've had Aaron Rodgers praise him, and then the very next day, he has gotten cut. You had Randall Cobb, who was released, in which he then went on to Dallas and had 828 yards and three touchdowns. And I think what this all stems back to is, again, communication. So according to James Jones, what Aaron Rodgers is upset about is the fact that it doesn't matter who you're bringing in. The fact that these guys were good for the locker room, they were good for the team, and you didn't keep them, and I had zero input on that. And instead... We just saw them walk out the door or be forced out the door. The thing that's a little bit confusing about this is that after the 2019 season in which the Packers went to the NFC Championship game and lost to the 49ers, Rodgers was kind of singing a different tune. When asked about the loss, Rodgers said, I feel confident in Brian Gutekunst and the job that he has done and his staff. They did go all in as much as they could this year. The pieces that they brought in, I'm confident that he's going to continue to add to this squad. And he followed that up by saying, I know there'll be some changes this offseason, but the exciting thing is that I have a lot of faith and trust in Brian and his staff. Name dropping Goody multiple times, expressing his faith and confidence in it. He went on in that interview to say that their window is wide open, that they can compete. This is very different from the 2016 NFC Championship game, the run the table year against the Falcons. And then they drafted Jordan Love. So that's why I'm saying that I understand it's not about Jordan Love, but at the same time, you had Aaron Rodgers months before the draft praising his GM and praising the moves that he made in the offseason to bring all these guys in and go all in. And now... It's a very different song that he's singing. And as we know, Goody didn't communicate with Aaron Rodgers that he was going to be drafted in Jordan Love. And I and I want to stand up for the Green Bay Packers for a minute because I don't necessarily disagree with what the Packers did. However, we can disagree with how they handled it. Because you look at guys like Jordy Nelson, Julius Peppers, Randall Cobb, Clay Matthews. They went on to play for other teams, and they were nowhere near as efficient as they were with the Packers. And I understand what James Jones is saying is that it's not just about the stat sheet. It's not about putting up 15 touchdowns. Sometimes it's just the guy is really good for the locker room, and I totally get that. But at the end of the day, there are cap restrictions, and on top of that... Goody's doing what he thinks is best for the future of the team. Some of the scenarios where this didn't work out is a guy like Casey Hayward, who went and had a really, really successful run with the Chargers, and guys like Micah Hyde, who had a really successful run with the Bills. But even at that point, with Micah Hyde, I didn't think there was any way they were going to re-sign him because of the amount of money that he was going to command and the amount of money he got from the Bills and how he played with the Packers. He was a really good player, but I didn't think they were going to re-sign him just because he was going to cost too much. So from a macro perspective, you can look at this and be like, well, the Packers made the right moves because a lot of those guys they released wound up dropping off and not playing really well. And it's not like the Packers aren't going to re-sign guys because they just paid Aaron Jones and also David Bakhtiari, who Aaron Rodgers has a fantastic relationship with. So it's not like Goody isn't doing anything. And again, I think there's a strong argument to say that these were the right moves for the team. However, 
According to Aaron Rodgers, and so or so it seems, it wasn't the right move for Aaron Rodgers. And I have no doubt that if Jordy Nelson wound up staying with the Packers, that Aaron Rodgers and Jordy probably would have tore it up that year. And they could have done really, really well. But we're not going to talk about hypotheticals here. I think what this comes down to is, again, communication, in which the way that Jordy Nelson was kind of ushered out, Clay Matthews was kind of ushered out, and Aaron Rodgers, after the Jordan Love pick, was like, oh, I'm about to get ushered out, and he has seen this happen too many times, and that seemed to be the big old problem. So the positive thing is, is that James Jones, with all this information, is still saying that he thinks that things can get fixed, that Aaron Rodgers will come to the table, they'll work it out, and that will be that. I do understand people's hesitation by saying like Aaron Rodgers gets a say on what happens within the team because that's the GM's job, but I don't think there's anybody saying like Aaron Rodgers gets full reign of the team and says, here you go. But even after the 2021 draft, Goody said that he would like Aaron Rodgers' input and would welcome it, his input on the team. So I think it's just really interesting that again, it's 2021, the guy has been there since 2005, and we're just talking about this now, 16 years later, that maybe Aaron Rodgers should at least have a little bit of input on how the team is going to function considering he's the guy who's in the locker room and is the leader of the team. So all of that being said, the communication between both parties has been awful. Hopefully it improves that Aaron Rodgers is willing to come to the table like James Jones said and they're able to work it out. What does that future look like? I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to show up tomorrow and hopefully we'll hear something within the next month and a half. But until then, we got to sit here and wait. And real quick, Jordan Love, who struggled in practice yesterday, did really, really well today and was firing darts. And uh, yeah, so that's a positive thing. It's all about that growth. So we'll see how this shakes out. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers is being unreasonable? Do you think he has a good point or any legs to stand on? And how do you feel about the Green Bay Packers? Do you think that they have handled this well? Let me know. You can always find me at TomGrassyComedy.com or at TomGrassyComedy on all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout out and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrassyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, Go Pack Go!